straining for that logo on the side of your helmet and not the name on your back. Yes, sir. Because we know what it represents. It represents everybody here you see and everybody you can't that we've talked about. I'm here to strain with you, man. I swear to God I'm here to strain with you. Let's go. Everything you got, strain with everything you got. Let's go. Bills on three. One, two, three. Bills. You're listening to the Off Tackle with John Fita Show with your host, Joe Miller. Well, what is going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into the Off Tackle with John Fita Show, brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, presented by Picasso's Pizza. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's, we are Buffalo Pizza, shipping local and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. I'm the host of the Off Tackle with John Fiedis Show. My name is Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter, Joe Miller Wired. And sitting beside me is the star of this show, offensive tackle for the Buffalo Bills for 10 years, Mr. John Fiedis himself. John, how you doing? Victory Monday, Joe Miller. That's a lot. That's a lot of paragraphs that I have to say. God, you are so good at that too. Beginning of the show, it's crazy. Uh, you should really try out for theater. I'm sure all that memorizing of lines. You like nailed it. Oh, oh memorize my put my butt my butt kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give away our secrets, paper. Yeah, I wish that was memorized. Um, yeah. So it's uh, it's good to be here. And why don't we, before we get started, uh, hear a um, a quick word from our key sponsor, Mr. Market Dominator himself, John Spaschek. Hello, Buffalo football family. I want to say thank you for tuning in to one of the greatest podcasts we have going today. That's right. The John Fiennes Show. That's right. Hosted by Joe Miller. Yes. These are my good friends, and I really appreciate the way that they attack the podcast. They connect with you as a fan. They break the game down with excellence. They teach, they educate, and they bring fun to the table for us to experience a little bit more of our favorite Buffalo football team. So folks, this is what we do in real estate as the market dominator and the market dominators team. We bring to you not only fun, but we seek to educate, to advocate, to negotiate, and to dominate in this competitive market. So if you want to win the way our team is winning, you reach out to me directly and I'll respond. 716-570-3298. Let's go Buffalo. Let's go Bills. That's the market dominator, everybody. If you're looking to buy or sell a home, please do us a favor, give John a call. 716-570-3298. Let Let him know that John Fina sent you. That's you. That's me. That's you. You bet. I'm sending you the market dominator. I love this ad, right? You know, the first couple, super high energy. And then this one, he's in the chair. He's imparting wisdom like Joe Miller on the Overreaction podcast. Preach, Unlike myself with the Lunacy Off Tackle podcast. I love it. He's great. I love it. Uh, I really do. We have, is this a, is it, it looks like we might have some. Uh, uh, Uh-oh. Bots? Spam bots? Spam Are we bots. getting. Are those the Russians? Hey, <laughs> I do I have to log in to comment because I never comment. Yes, if you log well, if you log in, yes, into YouTube, you can then comment with the chatters. 
that are that are in the room sure so um i don't know if this let me block them or not but i'm trying to user was blocked so yeah so they won't be back nice soon um i don't know doesn't that increase our metrics yeah. <laughs> I don't even know that they were trying to like be off, but I blocked them anyway. So they're gone. It is what it is. Uh, yeah, so, so good stuff to talk about. Uh, the Buffalo Bills second meaningless preseason game is in the books. Um, and I, I want to be honest just for a second, not that I lie all the time. I mean, I lie sometimes, but not all the time. Is this, I'm just going to ask you, and you were not prepared for this question. Is this the best team in football? I'm, I'm rewatching the game today after work. And I'm just like, this has got to be the best team. I mean, you're talking about a preseason game where it was a total team win. There wasn't really any, I mean, Blackshear stood out, but there wasn't, there wasn't, it wasn't like last week where it was Balen Specter and it was this guy and it was that guy. And Isaiah Hodgins had a great game. This game, it was just all of us combined outside of the first defensive play, like first defensive series by the Bills starting defense. Outside of that, this game was almost perfect. And the, before you answer that question, is this the best team in football? All of my life growing up, I've known one thing. The best team in preseason is usually one of the worst teams in football. And I don't know if it's because they're game planning, trying to get used to what they're going to be doing during the season, where teams like your team, you guys would just go out there and be like, well, we know what we're going to do, so we're just going to off script it and go straight down the field and then get off the field. Does that make sense? You know know what I'm talking about, though, right? Like, generally speaking, the best team in preseason – sucks during the regular season and the teams that don't win in the preseason are generally the good teams where are you at on that concept of this being the best team in football well minus the ravens right because they have the longest win streak unless they lost the other night with 21 preseason wins and they're a pretty good football team i i, I don't even think about it in terms of the good i i would have to look at the historic stats which i am not going to do but pursuant to your question Wow. Yeah. What a team. I mean, I haven't watched enough preseason football, but if I take the execution and the excitement that I saw in this last game, because I missed the first one, right? uh, I listened to this on the radio and then I just watched it again today. Like you did. Holy cow. And I gotta be honest with you, man. I'm like, I'm concerned for the Broncos. What head coach, Nate, uh, Nathaniel, uh, former Buffalo bills, offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett. Oh my God, that's embarrassing. I, I understand that they sat 20 guys, right? Is it that's 20 um, or I don't just, know. We we sat 20 guys last week and crushed the Colts. Okay, fair enough. But the problem is if you sit 20 guys and they know before like the game, if you're not one of the 20 guys, then you know you're in this is interview time. Like put your best product out there. Right, right. They were awful. They were God awful from effort level excitement. I mean, they came in to lay down. I was kind of jealous. I was looking for a place to lay down myself and they got it. Yeah. But yeah, that one didn't go over well for you. I thought it was really funny, but (laughs) (laughs) no, they're terrible. Our team team is, I was formulating my next question. I apologize. Oh, you don't even listen to the answers anymore. Holy cow. My job. You're the worst. My job as the host is to keep this damn show going. Okay. Is it the best football team that you've ever seen? That's what scares me. So, I mean, we're clearly on the thoughts of the game portion early. So we got here quick, which is fine because this was a great game to watch. And it was a great game to pay attention to what I, 
when you watch preseason, traditionally as a Bills fan or just whatever fan you are, you watch your starters. And it's funny because I didn't feel this way in the first watch. I felt this way in the second watch. So the, the first watch, I felt like it was old school preseason. The starters came out, they marched down the field, they scored a touchdown, they, they got off. And then it was like, kind of like outside of wanting to see Case Keenan play with the first team, which he did. But even when they left the field, so second second half, I was very much, I became disinterested. It, it, it became like preseason games of the past when Jim and you guys would leave the field. It's like, oh, all the, scr- all the scrubs are out there. On the second watch, and I'm, I'm going to answer the question. The, the question was, Is this? do I feel like this is the best team? The, are they the best team in football? On the second watch, I was amazed, if you will, by just the – there's no scrubs on this football team. The third teamers that are going to get cut, the 20 – they're down to 80. They've got to cut to, to, to 53. The 27 guys that are going to get cut from this football team are either really good football players or they've just bought into what they're coaching and what they're teaching here that they are running like they're hustling to every play. The defense was astounding. The offense was good. It just, I, I think they're the best team in football as much as I'm nervous about the juggernaut that is the AFC with Kansas city, with uh, Denver, with Russell Wilson, obviously uh, the Raiders, the Colts, uh, who else is out there in the North? Uh, Deshaun Watson and the Browns, the Ravens. The Ravens. I mean, the, the Bengals who went to yeah, the Super Bowl. Pitts, Pittsburgh will always play you tough. Yeah. yeah there's, I, there's, there's 10 teams in the AFC, basically. Right. right. So, I mean, even with that, I feel like this 2022 team right now, and I and if you ask me this week four, I could be like, I was totally wrong. Right now, I feel like this could be, this could go down as one of the most complete teams in NFL history if they win the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, here's where I won't disagree with you. I stopped listening after you said portion because I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> and you don't listen to my answers either. So I didn't listen yeah, one it's time. A, it's, <laughs> it's funny you say that because I, as a player, I've always watched preseason games and as a retired, you know, sort of a fan of the game di- completely differently. Like, I, I, I don't care what the starters do. I'm always looking for the second and third round of guys or run of guys out there. Right, right. And what was really cool about it, right? Everybody's on Twitter and they're like, yeah, it's such a great place to be in Buffalo. Guys want to come here, right? Well, it's, there's a difference between they want to come here and be a part of a team, you know, give it the old college try. But what we're seeing on the field from guys who someone's getting cut, I mean, 27 guys, are getting cut. Right. And then they try to load back up on the practice roster, but hell, if I know who it's going to be watching them out there, Shaq Lawson looked like he was in his, uh, you know, second year in the league, energetic and running around. It's pretty awesome. It's fantastic. When you you look at the bottom of the roster, guys like Joe Giles, Harris and Bale inspector, who's Bale inspector is a rookie and Joe Giles Harris has been around. You watch these guys and they're in, they're in the game together and they're both playing like they're, it's just, I, I just, I'm everybody not- on the field in this game was playing to win an AFC championship right. game. Everybody on the Broncos side was playing for the front seat in the airplane to get home. <laughs> That's they were like their give a shit meter went out like this first drive of the second quarter. I mean, the, the gas came up and I don't care. I mean, look, the difference between our twos and threes and their twos and threes is a chasm this wide. And whether that's 
Bean and McDermott or senior leadership on the team or just a, hey, we're in Buffalo and we got a chance and I want to be part of this choo-choo train, right? Right, right. I mean, the guys are like stepping on babies and octogenarians to make it onto this squad. (laughs) Stepping on babies and <laughs> where do you come up with this? I just felt like, to your point, um, good God, um, I felt like to your point that 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 when Josh did that pirouette, so he he, I don't know if you caught the post game comp, uh, interview with him, but he said that on his touchdown throw, uh, which was unfair, that touchdown throw was indefensible and completely unfair to any defense in the league. But what he said was he dropped back and the ball was supposed to come out immediately to Stefan Diggs and he missed it and he knew he missed it. So then it was like, well, what do I do? So I, I ran forward and then he's thinking in his mind immediately, I shouldn't be running the football in preseason. Right. So then he like pirouetted and turned around and then catches Gabe Davis in the corner of his eye. Who's still running his route because Gabe Davis is smart and he knows what Josh Allen's going to do when he starts running. He's not going to like put his eyes down. He's going to keep looking and he makes that unbelievable, unbelievable. Like he throws that ball forty yards on a rope. It was to, awesome. It was it was stupid. It was the it was a ridiculous play. And I just can't help but feeling that even the Broncos players who now have Russell Wilson weren't sitting there going, "Oh, hmm. I'm a we're a little jelly." <laughs> like, wow. All well, right. You know what? What really got me on that play was the protection. I mean, there was a great pocket. And I thought to myself when I watched it, like, what's he doing? Like, right. he could have stepped up and thrown it. And then, you know, he bailed because he's thinking, I'm not supposed to run in the preseason, which I think is hilarious. Such growth in that young man. <laughs> We're so proud of you, Josh. You're coming along so nicely. Right. Uh, but what, hey, Stella, Stella's outside. I so, think. yeah, she's watering the plants. We live in the desert. We need water. I'll <laughs> tell you what. Beyond that first drive, beyond Josh and and the offense slinging it and just just crushing them, mm-hmm. I watched Keenum and even Barkley. And what I thought was really cool was the ball was coming out. The ball yeah, just right, boom, right. That was boom. Bar- it was that was, it was getting Barkley delivered. That was Barkley last week. Barkley yeah. was just coming out crazy fast. And, and we need a little bit of that because we're going to face some pretty damn good defensive ends. Yeah, and we need to be able to get off press coverage, get open right now. And Josh needs to be able to have a, a place to go with that ball. Just nobody ever hit Tom Brady because the ball was always gone. Right. Yep. 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 Uh, we need to get, we need to get there with our guy. And then you, occasionally little play action, a little deeper drop and you sail it down the field. Uh, Ralph Wilson senior in the comment section says the NFL network is replaying the bills game now. And just like that, thanks to Ralph Wilson senior, 10 people just logged off and they're rewatching the bills game. That's actually <laughs> This is I forgot to say this at the top. Uh, so whatever platform you're watching on, please like and subscribe. So jump down in YouTube or wherever and and like this show. Uh, Facebook, like it. Twitter, same thing. Uh, also, we are super chat live. So if you are interested in getting uh, a comment or a question to to John Fina, uh, please feel to super chat us, uh, and we will. It'll come up on the screen. It'll glow, and we'll read it, and it'll be great, and all that good stuff. It'll um, glow and shimmer with jazz yeah, hands. And it might and it might do a little shoulder shake. Um, but yes, so for all intents and purposes, I was just over on the second watch, I was just impressed with the eagerness, the intensity, the the oneness. It wasn't a bunch of third string bubble guys out there individually trying to make a play. I felt like they were a team as well. That third team, we're playing like a team. 
out here. Mm-hmm. And it just, it was, it, it was different. It just felt, it felt very different. It felt, it, it felt to me like, I feel like I could put these guys out on the field on a Sunday and they might be able to win a football game. Now I know that's ridiculous mm-hmm. to say, but Cam Lewis is out there making ridiculous plays. Cam Lewis is on the bubble and he's making yeah. ridiculous play. Like, I don't know how well, to say it. And that's what they're trying to do. They're all find, trying to find where they fit, right? And they're trying to make themselves indispensable to to being a part of the championship run. I mean, that's what every guy's got to do. And it's just, it's really cool because every guy that steps onto that field feels like they have a chance. Right. And it, wherever they end up, because, it, and what's, I guess, pretty astounding about this is probably minus just maybe two or three guys, all those guys are going to be in football, right. I feel like, right. you know, like they got a chance, right? Uh, uh, that'd be something for you to follow and not me, but that would be pretty cool. Where did they, where did they all end up? So we'll do that show at like 3 AM <laughs> simulcast out of Latvia in Spanish. <laughs> Yo quiero Taco Bell. Um, what's, <laughs> what's interesting about all of that that you're saying, and there's nothing interesting about that, um, is, is that we spent 20 years as Bills fans and I know that you weren't necessarily a part of that. I spent 20 years as a Bills fan excited about cutdown day to see who was going to get cut that the Bills might bring in. And mm. the amazing from, role, all right, from other teams, right? Yeah, now, the, the amazing reversal is there are yeah. not only fans of other teams, but general managers and staffs of other teams that can't wait to see who the Bills are going to cut. Yes. They can put on their team. And I agree. Wildest dreams land. Is yeah. Where we're you're kind of like looking around, like, where the hell am I? Uh, <laughs> you're like all this euphoria. I can't take it anymore. I'm so happy. I'm <laughs> yeah. freaking out. I'm freaking out. It's the My like- cup is it like runneth over. Like I'm getting like the, it's coming down in buckets. Right. right? It's, 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 it's the Lego movie. Everything is awesome. Everything is awesome. <laughs> it just, uh, we, our show is in a new. And, and even, even with that awesome piece, I would, I would enter this. God forbid knock on wood everybody that's listening to this show right now if something were to happen to josh allen case keenum showed at 16 of 18 for 192 yards and a touchdown that he more than likely not that we didn't know this already because he he was part of the 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 minneapolis miracle with stefan diggs he's played solid football most of his career if that dude has to come off of the bench he showed he is more than capable of running this football team he might not be josh allen but he can run this football team yeah. You know what? I mean, we're gushing and it's starting to get a little gross. I love it. And this, the saccharin, like I got a, an issue with a molar every time this much sugar. <laughs> ah, come on. Settle down, Joe, for God's sakes, man. What you made a comment earlier uh, that I thought was interesting. Like I always thought about how the, these games are useless in the preseason. Right. Right. And for the first time, for the first time, I feel like they're not, mm. you know, I, because there's such a, there's such a minimum. What's, what's the word I'm trying to say? So there's the bar, the acceptable bar performance in the preseason has gone from down here off the screen mm-hmm. all, all the way up here. And it's a cool thing to see, you know, whereas in the past, 
you know, you might not get guys who were, you got guys who looked like the Broncos looked yesterday. I mean, those guys are fighting for a job and they just looked, they looked out, man. They looked out gun. They look out. Mm-hmm. They looked out funk. They looked out totally out of place versus to, to bring context versus our second and third stringers playing against the Colts first, like starting offense and defense last week. They did not, mm-hmm. it did not look to them like the game was too big. Oh, mm-hmm. well, we're out here against Matt Ryan. And they're gr- granted, Jonathan Taylor did not play, but Michael Pittman was out there. And Michael Pittman mm-hmm. is an all pro wide receiver. I, I mean, he's, he's, he's that dude. He's a good, he's a phenomenal player. Yeah. And Matt Ryan is no slouch, no slouch. Matt Ryan is probably going to go to the Hall of Fame. And that doesn't mean that he's at the end of his career, but he's, he's still a quality quarterback. You well, talk- he is like, he is like a month shy of 50 years old, isn't he? He is nowhere. He is a, he is a spring chicken compared to Tom Brady. But you would talk. What are you drinking, by the way? I'm drinking Bullet. And by the way, Bullet, I think, has become my favorite bourbon. I think this is Bullet, only because someone gave me a gallon, like like four gallons of it at Christmas last year. <laughs> but I have my awesome glass. You see this one? Bill's Mafia with the F on it. Where'd you get that? It was a gift. Nice. From one of my lovely fans. Hey, uh, if you want to go back and watch the game in the second quarter, Roger Saffold had a block that was just awesome. And it was really cool because it, it was in that mind. And we were saying like, oh, the used to be the games that don't matter. But it really mattered to that guy, right? Coming back, he was out oh, yeah. for whatever whatever reason it was. And he came off an A block on the inside and went after that linebacker. It was it was fantastic. And then going back, uh, Epinesa had mm-hmm. some really nice uh, hand moves, right. right? Some slap moves. And he was exploding up into it and, and using a double uh, wipe, if you will. Yep, yep, so yep. there was some really good stuff to watch. Now, I didn't, I wasn't able to quite focus because of the broadcast on Elam and Bentford, but you know, I think both of those guys have to make the team now. I well, mean, how do, how do they not? They're going to. So right? that's, a great, that's a great segue. I was actually leaning into you had talked about some guys when they get cut, blah, 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 blah. And we know that the Bills have moved themselves early, a day early, under or to the wire as far as roster limits. Uh, they were at 83 today being Monday, uh, the, time, the, airing, the day of the airing of this show. They traded Cody Ford, and they released Matt Hawk, and they released uh, uh, Tavon Austin. So – I do want to talk about and dive into a little bit just Cody Ford because right now Twitter is all a buzz about Bobby Hart maybe making this football team, which Bobby Hart last year before Aaron Cromer, pre-Aaron Cromer, before getting saved by Aaron Cromer, <laughs> was not somebody that you necessarily or I would say Bills Mafia collectively wanted on this football team. But it looks like Bobby Hart may have outplayed him. Now we'll pull up the we'll pull up the new depth chart as it was actually uh, delivered by Sal Capaccio on his Twitter mm-hmm. today. Uh, the Bills cut Avon, Tavon Austin, which is probably, it's kind of a blink. Uh, Matt Ariza has won the punting competition. We probably all knew that that was going to happen unless he totally came out and could not hold a football, which he did and has mm-hmm. been for a while. Matt Hawk, great dude. I'm a fan of the man that is Matt Hawk. I know him personally and wish him the best. I sent him a message today uh, just that I was praying for him and keep his chin up and he's going to land somewhere. It's going to be great. Um, As far as Cody Ford versus Bobby Hart. And then the other thing that I want to tag on that nobody's talking about. And I texted you about it today. Spencer Brown had back surgery. So there was this notion, there was this idea, and I'd rather start here 
there was this idea that the bills were kind of like nursing him along because he was recovering from back surgery. Mm-hmm. So in camp, he wasn't playing much. And when he did kind of get healthy, he wasn't playing. But Spencer Brown played a lot in that football game. And he played with the like the second team. David Quisenberry has, and it's on the depth chart, has seated himself as the starting right tackle of this football team. What are you seeing from Quisenberry versus Spencer Brown that maybe the Bills brass is thinking? Well, look, uh, you know, Spencer Brown's surgery, first of all, was a minimally invasive, like microdiscectomy. Those, those are, those are pretty mild, but if he's had nagging pain for a long time, you're still separating muscle tissue. You know, when you go in, you have to make a little hole and you're doing the surgery through a hole like that. Um, Hopefully that's the way it was done and they didn't open and everything like that, but there's still, there's still a reasonable amount of recovery that goes with that. I mean, you're splitting muscle fibers, you know, anybody here that's barbecued or cut a steak, that's what you're doing. (laughs) Right. You know, there's no other way to get in there. So I think that, and even if I was pretty fair in my, uh, I guess, estimation of Spencer last year, he, he's got a lot, he's got a ways to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a big guy. He does some pretty great things, but he has a couple of technique things that Cromer's going to want to solve. Now here's the problem. Once you get into the season and you're a starter, your, your ability to really work on technique just absolutely disintegrates. You just don't have the energy. You don't have, you might have the energy, but you're sore like right. all the time. Right. Like starting now, you're sore for 17 weeks. That's, <laughs> right. that's it. Right. So if you're, if you're the number two guy, Cromer's probably thinking, I can get this guy even that much more, that much healthier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I can work the hell out of his technique. Yeah. And now, if, if anybody that's ever like had uh, back problems has typically always had problems bending, right? So, right. I, I, he's got a a level of flexibility that I think would he should improve. Whether he does starts doing Pilates or you well, know I, whatever, going to going to the gym with Joe, <laughs> downward dog <laughs> yoga, whatever. Why did you know I, what I mean? entered into this scenario? I just don't know why. Every time you pick me up at the airport, you're wearing yoga pants. It freaks me because out. Because yoga pants are in, bro. Like Lululemon. No, I'm all no, about thank you. So anyway, back to the point. He absolutely can use more time to recovery. Absolutely can use more time to get better technique-wise. Right. And the beauty of it is Quisenberry has been around longer. And it, his technique is it's it's better. Uh, I will say at this point, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, Quisenberry's like an eight year guy or nine year guy. I actually called one of his games when he was at San Jose state. So really? yeah, I was on the analyst team. <laughs> is there an analyst voice? Oh, there is. <laughs> That's, required. That's David Quisenberry. I remember being on the field and watching him play. And then I was like, I think this guy's got a shot. You got to you so, got to do, do the Bob Eubanks voice. David Quessenberry out there playing left tackle. David Quessenberry <laughs> out there playing at right tackle in front of Spencer Brown. Spencer Brown, though, a very high prospect for the you Buffalo Bills, chat, dude. That's a little bit of a back problem. Hey, did we miss the super chat? Brandon Bre- Brandon Bean is great. He cut Matt Hawk early, so he has time to catch on with another team. The culture is good from top to bottom. Uh, is that South Dakota? Here we come. 
<laughs> I think it's South Bend. They're going to Notre South Dame. South Bend, yes. <laughs> They're going to Notre Dame after this. South Binghamton. Speak, speak to, speak to. Um, you're on a team full of stars, mm-hmm. and I know that you wanted the Bills. You didn't bring up uh, Ford though. You skipped over the Cody we're, Ford we're thing. Gonna go, we're going to go there. You take a long way to get there sometimes. No, Just we, saying. <laughs> if, if anybody wants to host the John Pena show, let me just just DM me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, here, guest here. host, guest host, charity, <laughs> charity fun drive. They got to come over to your house. They do the they do, they do the show in your Lululemon pants when <laughs> you're set up. You have as Tommy Boy, or, or not Tommy Boy, but in the movie Tommy Boy, as they said, you have derailed. Um, I'm definitely derailed. So I forgot what I was even, what the hell was I going to say? Oh, I remember now. So you, you joined the Buffalo Bills, uh, during this, the third Super Bowl year, didn't play. So you were, you were, you were a non-starter. Then the, the fourth Super Bowl year, you were a committed starter and started for the rest of the time that you were in Buffalo. What's interesting to me. And I don't, I feel like fans everywhere think about this. You see these guys today. I know for a fact, beyond a shadow of a doubt. Matt Hawk, Reed Ferguson, Tyler Bass were bros. Legit tight dudes. They were, they were, and it was, it was beyond, well, we're the special teamers, so we have to hang out all the time. They hung out all the time, like even outside of football. How do you deal with growing up somebody and loving dudes and loving guys and being friends? Isaiah Hodgins is 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 or Kumaro. Like they all love. Isaiah Hodgins. I know for a fact they do. They all love Jake Kumaro. I've seen the guys around Jake Kumaro outside of football. Same thing with Isaiah. One of these guys is leaving in two weeks. Mm-hmm. How do you? Yeah. How How do you, as a player, know that's coming? I, I, these are young kids, 23, 24, 25. How is it not yeah. cemented in the back? Tremaine Edmonds is getting interviewed during that football game, and all I can think about is he's in his fifth year. He's probably not getting re-signed. How is he not thinking about that? I got to be honest with you, man. I mean, it's just the nature of it. You know, you, you, you capitalize, you enjoy, you savor the moments and the relationships when you can. And this team has been fortunate because they're, well, fortunate by their own effort that winning makes everything better, makes friendships stronger. Everybody wants to go out and hang out more. You know, it's when you suck that you just kind of like, I don't care if that guy gets hit by a car when he leaves the stadium today, you know, and you're like yesterday, you were like, Hey dude, let's go hang out today. I mean, it's just, so, you know, I think they're fortunate in that they can bring that attitude and that sort of approach to wherever they go next. Right. And I'll, I'll sort of pose it as a, here's my experience as a former player, you know, we always, I've talked to you a lot about and our wonderful viewer and listenership about how the, the culture changed in an instant yep, yep. when Wade Phillips was gone. Right. Yep. And well, I left there and I went to Arizona, the Cardinals, and it was awful too. Right. And there were guys there that I just loved watching play on other teams. And they got there and I was like, wow, everybody's miserable. Mm. And it, it just created that we, we lost games. It was a bad, well, not a bad locker room. I mean, guys were still guys, but everybody was just kind of like prickly, you know, right. and you're, you're always tense, like 
just ready for someone to kind of slam you. So I think those guys are, you know, they're going to, they're going to take this experience and they all know going into it one day, it's my day and I'm out of here. But if they can go like to another team and and teams will say, I want to get a guy from the bills. I want to, I want to know what's in the secret sauce, right? (laughs) Is it, is it Iman? Is there like Q42 in the water? <laughs> right? Something right. like that. Right. So let's do this. Uh, before we get to Cody Ford and we get to, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, um, Bobby Hart, why don't you do the uh, the house capital read real quick and uh, and then we'll jump over to Cody Ford and uh, the other one. I'll have to get my monocle. <laughs> are you the Monopoly guy now? Like, what do you mean not the monocle? <laughs> I got my say hey, I got my San Diego Bills backers t-shirt on. That I was need, the, dude. I need to get some of these Bills backers people to send me. Oh no! I went. You have to go. I went to Albuquerque. I went to San Diego. I got hooked up, or I got I got followed yesterday by the uh, Bills backers of Southwest Missouri, and then I messaged them. I was like, I went to college in Southwest Missouri, so we're like besties now. They're like, oh my they god, have a, they have a college there. It's, it's no see. It's no secret that the housing market feels like it's out of control right now. Like Joe on his podcast, the housing market is out of control, and you could use every tool to stay competitive. That's where House Capital comes in. Their friendly expert mortgage loan officers will ease you into the home buying process, making the process simple and hassle free. They specialize in mortgages and can help close most homes in thirty days or less. Turn to the preferred mortgage broker serving upstate and western New York. Contact Brian Belser today for all your house needs. That's House Capital, H-A-U-S. House, a registered mortgage broker in New York State Department of Financial Services. All loans arranged to third-party providers equal housing opportunity. House Capital 500 Pro, NMLS 1549644. So House Capital, I, always, I, I forget, though, that I do have to spell it. It's House Capital, H-A-U-S, not H-O-U-S-E. H-A-U-S. It's it's German. It's house. Haas? Is it Haas? No, it's got to be house. It's how they, they pronounce it house. I know they pronounce it house. My mortgage. All I know, all I know is they write pretty good reads, dude. Who wrote the copy? They they did a nice job. I, I work for house. I just know that they're my mortgage broker. <laughs> did did Iman write the copy? That'd be funny. Iman writes good copy too. I know. He and I were collaborating on a uh, on a vodka ad. You That's should ask him to tell you about it sometime. Ad. So what are you guys doing that I'm not included in? You're <laughs> man who just gave away something you weren't supposed to talk about. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's actually, it's uh, it's, it's horrible at best. It's um, horrible at best. It's going to apparently bring in some dollars to the FINA house. No, 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 absolutely not. No, it was a con. It was a joke of a conversation. I was helping him with his copywriting efforts. Gotcha. And gotcha. Uh, my ideas are not good. Gotcha. Or, or. R-rated either, apparently. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, do yourselves a favor. If you're in the market to refinance or you're looking to buy a home, call House Capital, 716-815-2102. Tell them, once again, John Fina sent you. Um, so let's do this. Let's talk real quick, briefly, about the Cody Ford move. Um, there's there's some dissension. There's some tension. There's some, an- not animosity. Bill's Mafia is Bill's Mafia. For everybody that's out there like me, that's like, oh my gosh, Brandon Bean is a wizard. He traded a dude that we were probably, we wanted to cut last year. He traded him this year for a fifth round draft pick. The dude is a magician. There's other people that are out there like, yeah, well, you know, he, he drafted him in the second round. So this is a loss. And it's like, bro, 
relax for a second. But talk about just that move, maybe what it means for him with greener pastures, and then what have you seen in him? Because I know there's been a change with Cromer, and what are you seeing in Bobby Hart real quick, just briefly? Well, first of all, Bobby Hart's still a work in progress. Yeah. Uh, but I think that uh, Bobby seems like he's a little better athlete. Like he's going to be a little bit more mobile, um, a little all over the place. But, you know, they're trying to compress it into some really solid technique. And I think I, I think that was the right move, in my opinion. I mean, getting a getting a fifth round pick for a guy. And I think it's hilarious uh, the string of first rounders and second rounders that have never the Heisman trophy winners who've never, you know, made their mark in the NFL. And now you're going to like, you want to go out and hang Brandon Bean because the second round guard didn't pan out. I mean, that's anybody who's making that argument should probably not make it around me because <laughs> I'll be, I'll do like a Joe. And I'm like, I stopped listening when you started talking. Um, I'm never letting that one go. Captain Queso. Um, so it was a great move for sure. But I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, when I was watching the replay today, that's today, Joe. Today. Today. When I was watching the replay today. Monday. Monday. I, there were a couple of blocks. Monday. Monday. Funny car. <laughs> there were a couple of blocks. I was like, ooh, who is that? Right. And then that 74 flashed up. And I was like, what? Yeah. He looked good, man. He looked pretty good. Yeah. But I, I think you gotta you gotta make uh, he 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 he, comp- he competed, right? He yeah. looks like he's better. But there's there's a time when you know you just gotta cut a guy loose, uh, yeah. and they want to cut loose from you too. I think and, you know you need a fresh start. From and me, that's no. I, when you cut me for you know, I don't know, Carl Thoman. Reel it, reel, reel it in, bro. Just reel it in. So, like for just, me, there's an aspect. I don't. I feel like the the incorrectness in this whole entire scenario is it's a one for one. We have traded Cody Ford because Bobby Hart is going to make the roster, and I don't think that's accurate. And the reason I don't think that that's accurate, not accurate. Right. I don't I, like, this offense. Drawing- well, a lot of people on Twitter are, but so the the the, the accuracy is, or the real reality is is that they are just as deep at offensive line as they are at wide receiver and what looks to be running back right now. There's like and 14 there's like 14 offensive linemen still there, there's a million employed. Yeah, and Bobby Hart is not the second God. string anything. He's a third string guard right now and Yeah. I have it on on pretty solid information that the Bills are toying with the idea of putting Tommy Doyle inside at guard. To which I was like he's 6 foot 9. And the response was, so our quarterback is six foot six. <laughs> like, if, he, <laughs> if he can play inside, what does it matter how tall he is? Yeah. And the response no, I, was, I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look, I, I think it's, I think it was a great move. I think it was a fantastic, when I saw it, when you texted me that, or I don't know, maybe it came up in the Twitter. I was like, awesome. Fifth round pick. And what makes me like super excited about it, who was our fifth round pick this year? Uh, it was Khalil Shakir, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah. I mean, already, I mean, who out there is like, oh, Khalil Shakir, that was a waste of a fifth round pick. Find me somebody saying that. Yeah, Khalil Shakir, who was listed as a third uh, depth wise, third uh, slot receiver. Yeah. Meanwhile, looks to probably be a major contributor on game day. Yeah, like, that, that's what I'm saying. So if you trust your GM and you trust your scouts, right, and you 
We're very, we're very clearly a team now that's drafting by position, not best available. That's right. right. That's just what it is. And that's an incredible place to be because yeah. if you're drafting, drafting by best available, that means you've got holes all over your roster. Yeah. Or you have the complete roster, which nobody has. Well, we're probably pretty close. Let's transition to, in your opinion, the good. So what did you see? And you can talk about players or situations. Mm-hmm. Just what stuck out to you is like, this was good. Or this player was re- like Blackshear to mm-hmm. me which I'm surprised because Raheem Blackshear is playing out of his mind. Meanwhile, he is still number five on the depth chart behind Duke Johnson, which does not bode well for him. James Cook also played well, but who's talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I look in that running back room. That's a, so if you let, man, if you let the big guy go, then who's the goal line back? Or does that change your goal line scheme? Big guy being who? Zach Moss? Yeah. They're not. So you, Zach Moss. No, I'm just saying, like, yeah. but you had, that's the way they're thinking right now. Like, it's because all five of them are good football players. Duke Johnson, could he be Zach Moss on the goal line? Right. Uh, you know, Raheem Blackshear, do we keep him? Who's, who's better on special teams, Raheem Blackshear or Duke Johnson? And then, and then right? also, playing into this conversation is the fact that James Cook is a first, not a first round. He's a, he's a rookie this year, a second round draft pick and Devin Singletary more than likely is not going to be here next year. So that also plays. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I mean, it's (laughs) find a position group where it's going to be easy to cut somebody and then wait, you know, let me know. I'll I'll wait. Uh, I don't know that I can. Right. Um, Oh, we already did it. Hawk's gone. (laughs) <laughs> Matt Hawk, right? I mean, literally, that's kind of a flip of a coin. I mean, Hawk yeah. made some mistakes last year, but he would have got better. Well, but I'll say, that's what's I don't funny. know, man. I mean, Do you're you- asking me to make a decision. I guess what I would say is, I would probably let, uh, you know, I'd probably let Duke go and keep Blackshear. Yeah. Um, I hate saying it. I don't even like talking like this. Duke is gone from this roster. So Duke yeah. is not making this roster. It's well, going, you keep you keep four running backs. It's you're right. Or is it's that five? Going, it's going to be Singletary, Moss, James Moss. Cook, and Taiwan Jones. Those oh, I forgot about Taiwan Jones. So Blackshear Black, goes. Blackshear goes under the practice squad. Maybe if you can keep him. Maybe Blackshear yeah. goes under practice squad. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of James Cook? I thought his runs were tremendous. So contact balance was a big thing for James Cook coming out. Mm-hmm. They said that he had he had bad contact balance. There was a couple runs where he was at full speed, glanced mm-hmm. inside, people got onto his legs, and he kept right on trucking. I look, I think he looks great. What I love is he's got the lineage too, right? Dalvin, older brother. Right. I think that I think it's just hard because you know, I have four older brothers and you're just competing all the time. And there's like this insatiable appetite among brothers who compete in athletics to like whip each other's asses, you know? So I I don't want to, I mean, I, first of all, he's a second round pick. They're not cutting him. He's got too much talent. He's got too much upside and he's, you know, it's, it's kind of like a legacy situation. So I, I, and I think he's terrific. He looked great. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, people can, these, I love all these really cool, like made up terms, contact balance and all this stuff. I know it's a real term, but it wasn't a real term 30 years ago when I played football. 
Thurman Thomas had unbelievable contact. Contact balance, all that means is that when I'm in, in between the tackles, like I know you know. Yeah. It's when like, you yeah, when you yeah, when I'm getting glanced, I'm staying on my feet versus as soon as I get touched, I fall down. And we've mm-hmm. seen these guys. Fred Jackson had amazing contact balance, right? For a kid out of D three co college, he had incredible. You know, I, w- I wonder. I wonder if that's uh, mental. Like, you know, you 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 have the expectation that you're gonna get hit. You probably have better contact balance than not. Like, I'm just gonna skate right through here, baby. Zing. <laughs> right. No, never it's, happens. Who stuck? Who else stuck out to you in that football game? The wide receivers are tough because they all were. There was like 14 guys that had three receptions. The ball so, was dealt. Yeah. Down. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, I'll tell you what I really enjoyed. I love the aggressiveness of the DBs, and, that, and not because they got all the penalties or this and that, but I think if you don't figure out where your limits are, then you never learn how to play, you know, within them, I, I guess. You know, like, right. oh, that's too much. All right, that's too much. Now I know, right? right? right. I mean, your, kid, your kids did this when they were little. Like, they pushed the limit. And like, flag! <laughs> so That's, I love I love that we got penalties. I'll take penalties at, at DB in the preseason with young guys all day long. Anything yeah. to get them kind of settled in. The DB situ- the DB situation is interesting because on the depth chart that was released today, being Monday at the airing of this broadcast, uh, they had the slated starters for corner for defensive mm-hmm. back as Tre'Davious White, who is not mm-hmm. likely going to start the season, and crazy Dane, and Dane Jackson. Mm-hmm. Behind Behind Tredavious White, who's going to start, was Christian Benford. And behind Dane Jackson was Kair Elam, mm-hmm. which is a conversation worth having. Um, I don't know what the conversation is, but you would, you would, I would assume, and maybe it's a left-right thing. Maybe you can speak to that, that there's guys that play better on the left than they play on the right, but it seems like we've talked about it for hours that it's this 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 staff wants guys to play wherever left right I don't care mm-hmm. left tackle right tackle left guard right guard I don't give a crap and Ruben Brown was on the show and said I tried to play right guard and it about ended my career and I had to go back to left guard and you've talked about it like the the crown of the field makes a difference like my first mm-hmm. step the crown of the field should we read into that is Christian Benford the starting cornerback behind Tre'Davious White or is it, are we going to see Kier Elam over there. Uh, look, all I know is start the guy who has the most confidence, who's trending in this direction. You're right. not going to cut your first round pick. And it's like the, it's like, remember the old, oh shoot, it still happens, right? The first round quarterback comes into the crappy team and he just has a miserable rookie year and you never see him again. Right. Right. I, I, I don't want that to happen either. Right. So Pops Mafia says Benford needs to cover the slot receiver and Elam cover an outside receiver. Um, Taron Johnson is on this football team and he's like a top 10 cornerback in the league. <laughs> yeah, covering the slot. Yeah. No, look, hey, Pops, I get it, right? Everybody's trying to figure out a way to put the pieces of the puzzle right. together. Right, right. And I think I think more than anything else, what you might see is Elam gets the start. Uh and they have some sort of a rotation going. Yeah. I think, you know, you try to get Benford in and into the dime situations if they occur. And with the defense playing like they are, maybe we get some dime. You never know, right? Yeah. I mean, that would be pretty cool. So you could try and get Benford into the game. I think you got to start Kyrie Elam, but judiciously. 
Mm. Put him out there in situations where you think he's really going to excel. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, maybe maybe start him in obvious run situations, and maybe play action. You know, give him a chance to just stay focused. Typically, on play action, you know, you you're there. It's a short route, mm-hmm. um, or you're running down the sideline. Right, for sure. Uh, why don't we hear from our last sponsor for this episode, Q42 and Iman, who is the E-Man. We should call him E-Man. Can we change his name officially to E-Man just because he's the man? I think we have to talk to his mom about that. <laughs> Fair. <clears throat> World famous reading from Iman tonight and Q42. Tonight's Q42 spot is all about a new recipe that hit social media by storm last week. Created by the Fina Girls, Mimi and Stella. It's called Fina's Summertime. A little backstory. Last week, as John was flying home from Buffalo, he's stuck at the, at the Detroit airport for how many hours? Eight and a half. Some say he was there longer than Tom Hanks in the terminal. Maybe. While gallivanting around the airport, gallivanting, <laughs> tweeting out pictures of his bar napkin doodle, the Fina girls. You were not gallivanting. You were trying to not drunkenly find your way into the women's restroom and get arrested. That's what <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> the Fina girls patiently waiting for him in Arizona. My girls have never been patient in their entire lives. Put their culinary skills on Twitter display. The recipe from Mimi, cabbage and carrots of your favorite slaw mix. Add mayo, apple cider vinegar, and finally, the big kicker, your favorite barbecue sauce, which happens to be Q42's KC Barbecue Sauce. Mm. And then they cooked up Sloppy Joe's using that same Q42 KC sauce and put it all together on a bun. It had layers of sweet, a little heat, and the perfect amount of tanginess. Mm. They were living their best life without me. Mm. And that's why they're fired. <laughs> if you want to know more about the recipe, hit up Mimi on Twitter at MimiFina64. Then to make it like they did, get your bottle of Q42 sauce or rot. You know the W's. Q42barbecue.com. Use the code FINASHOW to save 15%. Love it. I used it. Yeah. We use it in this house. You use it in your house. Okay, so. I got I got ribs in the oven right now with Q forty two. I cut them, so I got I got the barbecue. I got the Carolina mustard on the other half. Nice. They're falling off the bone right now, just like I'll be there in six hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I route you through right. So next, <laughs> I actually was, yeah, I'll, I have a comment, but I'll, I'll save it for after the show. Uh, expectations. So our last meaningless preseason football game mm-hmm. Friday against the Carolina Panthers of which making an announcement right now on the off tackle with John Fina show, there will be no overreaction post game show as I will be on my way to Myrtle beach. Uh, so uh, me and my family are going to be on vacation next week and we're leaving Friday after work and I'll be mm-hmm. driving. So I'll be watching the game in the car safely, driving safely, watching the game in the car. And, How are you uh, going to watch it? Are you going to make your wife drive? It's more about listening, right? It's more about it just being on in the background and listening. I mean, it's a pretty oh, But what are we expecting to see? So what were your expectations? I, I know it might have been a little different. For you guys, the last preseason game of the year was when you guys took the field one time, went down the field in two and a half minutes, and you were off the field. Mm. What are the expectations for this football game for this team? I kind of think you'll see a replay of what we saw in the last game. I mean, I'm sorry to take 
easy way out, even though that is my nature. Right. Uh, I think that it, they'd be best served to send them out there for a series. If it goes well, bring them off, depending on the length of the series. I'd like to see seven or eight plays, but I guess five. If you're going to score in five, fine. Do what you do. Ajay Kwanajes, right? Right. Um, so if it doesn't go well, I think you see him for series number two. But I, there is generally, I think now a more, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's because of social media. Was everybody like in such panic mode about starters playing in the pre way yeah. back when, or do we oh. just think about the, the bubble wrapping and mushroom or not mushroom marshmallow wrapping of players. Now, I think it's about context. I think it's about understanding, you know, where we were as a team back in the day. Bill's Mafia was like JP Lossman should play every game in the preseason and play every minute. You know, Trent Edwards should play every game, every minute. EJ Manuel should play every game, every minute. Now it's like, we have the best quarterback in the NFL. Maybe mm-hmm. we should put him, not put him out there at all. Maybe we should protect him. The hard part is if a guy's going to get hurt, he's going to get hurt. If he gets hurt week one, I mean, Tom Brady, the one season that he missed, I believe he got hurt in the first game of the season, blew out his knee in the first game of a season. Matt Castle right. came in. Yeah. Still went to the, they, were, they still went to the playoffs, yada, yada, yada. Uh, regardless of any of that, I feel like it's just very contextually speaking. We I remember so I remember, sorry, I remember the year that Stefan Diggs came here as a as a Buffalo. It might it may have been last year. I think it was last year. Last year, they're coming out of the tunnel and they're announcing the starting offense. Deion Dawkins, Pro Bowler, Stephon Diggs, right? Dawson Knox, Josh Allen. And I I looked at my dad and I was like, we have superstars on this football team. Superstars. Yeah, so I get I get what you're saying. I get where you're going. And I appreciate that perspective. Uh, and it makes sense, right? If you guys aren't there, you leave them in longer. Yeah. Look, I'm getting chastised for oven ribs, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> tell you, Freddie, <laughs> I'll take it. Because I still there's still technique to be had, Ooh, and and I was working all day, so he's I have he's I have one, oh I know he is I have one finger for you, and it's going right up my nose right now. It's for you, Freddie. <laughs> I'm gonna come over and I'm gonna I'm gonna take that booger and I'm gonna wipe it on all your door handles. So Dan Dan so Dan Frederick, who is a uh, a smoking master. Uh, is uh, taking offense, slight offense to the fact that John Fina has put his ribs in the oven. And we would uh, probably say that, Dan, you're not wrong. But John Fina feels like he's a technician, which probably goes along with the, all this football talk that we're doing. Like, is he, uh-oh, John, apparently John is leaving. I don't know where John's going, but John has left. So I now have to carry the Stella, show. Stella the coleslaw queen uh, needs needs... She needs a credit card. Stella with pink okay. hair. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Say hi to Joe Miller and the Bills hi, Mafia. And the you, Bills know, you know, this is why I played in the NFL, right? And Freddie didn't because you can't use the same technique for every play. Like you were just saying, Joe, sometimes <laughs> you got to pull out the oven ribs, baby. And that's I what just, this is. I just never thought in my life I would see John Fina with pink hair. And there, there it is. John Fina with pink hair sitting on my computer screen. <laughs> oh, Stella looks like me, doesn't she? All of your kids look like you, bro. <laughs> Poor girl. She Poor is. Girl. She is beautiful, though. 
Yeah, I have beautiful uh, daughters. How tall is she? Because I know Mimi's Mimi's a little bit taller, right? How tall is Stella? No, I think Stella's got a, an inch on Mimi. Really? I think Stella's five seven and a quarter or something. Oh, like gotcha, that. gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the boys are beanstalks, right? Uh, yeah. Gotcha. I, I saw. I texted you a picture of Bruno. Yes. Did you see? Holy cow! He's filling out a little bit. Uh oh, Mimi, Mimi is taking offense. She is not taller as per Mimi than Mimi <laughs> is. Hey, is that a super chat? Because you're not supposed to read it unless it's a super chat. It was definitely not. Hey, where's the cash money, Mimi? Oh, I wouldn't even talk about the drive. So Mimi and I left Tucson on oh, yeah. Thursday. Right. At God, what time was it? It was. Uh, we we're supposed to leave at noon. We ended up leaving at two o'clock, mm-hmm. and we drove about six and a half hours to Van Horn, Texas. Uh, and it's two hours later, right? So it's it's really, you know, you get there, it's dark, and you're working all day, and then you get in the car, and you drive for six and a half hours. We just, like, crashed, right? Mm-hmm. And then we our big day was going to be on Friday. So we got up at 6 a.m. Actually, I got up at 5.45. We hustled into the car. We were on the road at 6.10, and we drove eight and a half hours. Mm. So we made it to Dallas, and we connected with Alyssa. Uh, O'Reilly. Yep. Yeah. Alyssa like Milano. Right. And we had a, we had a late lunch with her because I just like, I had to get out of that car. We drove this little tiny, <laughs> oh my God. We, we drove the Kia soul, man. Nice. How'd you the fit? The Kia soul is this color too. It was like, we call it the blueberry. Was it literally like police Academy when uh, Bubba, was it Bubba Jones like ripped out the front seat of the Yugo and then got it and drove it from the back seat? So, so I told Mimi like a week before we left, I was like, I'm going to be in Buffalo. You need to stage a packing of the car because you were trying to get everything you own into the back of a Kia soul. Right. Right. So they, they staged it and they had to make some modifications <laughs> anyway. So literally the only, the only space in that car, was in the passenger seat and at the wheel, everything else was packed. Yep. Just like every single I get it. inch. I get it. It's hilarious. I so we it. make it to Dallas. We, uh, we see Alyssa take some funny pictures, which everybody saw on Twitter. And then, you know, you're like, oh, I kind of don't want to get back in the car, but we had to make it all the way to uh, Monroe, Louisiana. Mm. So we made it to Monroe, Louisiana mm. and cra- crashed there. And uh, the next day from Monroe to Tallahassee. And I got to say, I'd never really appreciated uh, the Magnolia State because I always, you know, took whatever that is, 55 South all the way down from Memphis to New Orleans. Right. 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 Um Oh, that's not even Mississippi. And yeah, you go through part of Mississippi. Yeah, you go through Mississippi, right? Because the way, uh, yeah. Anyway, we took the the back road, not really the back roads, but not the interstate. And I'd say, freaking Mississippi is gorgeous. I bet. And you know, when I got to like the longitude line of where Kent Hall was from, I, I did cross myself. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said Bubba Jones. Was it, was, it was Bubba Smith. So I'm correct. Bubba myself. Smith. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna end yeah. on this. So Pops Mafia asks the final. Wait, part. wait, wait, wait. Yeah. So we got to Tallahassee and Mimi's apartment. They they like told us they were gonna have those big bins, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Instead, they had those little fold out canvas wagons you bring to the park. Mm. We had to make like. 15 trips to the stairs and i was i told mimi i'm like you're climbing the stairs 
<laughs> she she killed it, man. I mean, yeah. she totally slayed it. She's a great driver too. Well, she did so. Athlete. Yeah, on 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 Friday, I had to work, you know, so it's kind of sitting in the passenger seat, yeah, working. Right. And she drove for like, I would say, two thirds of that uh, eleven and a half hours on wow. Friday. Wow. Yeah, she rocked it. She totally rocked it. Last but we question. got her. Last yeah, question. last question. How'd the offensive line play? Yes. Uh, I'll flip that on you, Joe. Let's see. Were there any glaring issues? Um, I didn't. I mean, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention. My eyes were. were oh, flipped. hang on a second. Let me Don't want to pay attention to the offensive line. Now I really Let am leaving. Finish. I was. I was wholly focused on Case Keenan primarily. So Josh Allen was in for six plays, six whole plays. So there wasn't much there to see, and that whole thing was blurred by that ridiculous indefensible throw that he made to Gabe Davis in the end zone. Mm-hmm. After that, for the rest of that first half, my eyes were fixed on Case Keenum, and I was watching him go through his progressions, watching his head bob, just kind of see where his timer was at, right, with the offensive mm-hmm. line. I thought the offensive line played well in front of him, enough to give him the opportunity to do the things that I needed to see from him to be comfortable with him being the backup quarterback. So I guess not directly, but indirectly, I felt the offensive line played well. Yeah, you didn't watch, but that's okay. It was a long way of saying I didn't watch, which I think is really cool. You have a way with words. <laughs> Whatever. And your delivery is amazing. That's why they call me the voice. And that's uh, why they call that's why they Brian, call him the voice. Brian Bowers. So wait, I would I would answer it too. I want to answer that says, question. What's too. good voice? He's talking to me. What's good voice? What's good? John, we have a deep squad. He's not wrong. So what is your response? Yeah. And then we'll get up on out of here. Do I have a deep voice? I never think I have a deep voice. It always you sounds kind of tinny to me you have, so, a vo- you have a voice like a guy that's five foot one like angels like honey <laughs> dripping off of angels the boys choir the mormon boys choir that's what you're <laughs> like. oh <laughs> Just i had to hit those high notes baby uh so i'll tell you and again this goes back to uh, we're the we're the defensive front six or seven from denver like did the they didn't show up, or if they did show up, team, I mean, we, we, my point is this. They're all trying out for a job, right? They're all a job interview. Right, right. right. This is resume building. There wasn't a single effort from any of the second team guys at resume building that I could see that was consistent. Like, you'd see a flash. But our guys, I mean, they, they were creating space off the ball that I was kind of like, this looks a little like college to me. Hmm. So... I don't know why maybe Denver, maybe they had like um, an emotional moment on the airplane and they were all feeling vulnerable and they didn't show up to play real hard. <laughs> it's like us. And sometimes our podcasts are just a big love in. Um, yeah. But I thought the offensive line was great. I mean, they, they moved bodies and you don't see that a lot. And when you don't move a body, it's all about being sandwiched on the body right you don't want the running back to see a part of you so when you got your guy and the running back can't see him even if you don't go forward or backward or wherever as long as you got that guy covered up Mm -hmm. that's a great block and it was happening all over the field i'm excited man I, i i sound like such a fan it's so embarrassing you are a fan. You're decked out in more Bills gear than I am. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the Off Tackle with John Fita Show, brought to you by the Market Dominator team on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, presented by Picasso's Pizza. My name is Joe Miller. I'm the host of the show. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. That over there is John Fina. You can find him on Twitter, Twitter at, at John Fina. John Fina, any famous last words? It's always great to work with you, sir. I'm looking forward to the uh, next preseason game. We can dissect again. 
so smash that like jump on the like button subscribe do all that good stuff otherwise for joe miller for john fina for buffalo rumblings we'll see you guys soon go bills go bills go bills